What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wait for it. The Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and this is the post-Comic Palooza show, and definitely did not go as planned. I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, and if you do, you know what I'm going to talk about, because I made sure to mention it, Uh, but I was unable to do the live Bri-Fi Podcast show at Comic Palooza, Due to unforeseen circumstances, and actually, I guess could have been preventable. Uh, my wife did point it out, and could we we could have stopped this from going horribly, horribly wrong. But uh, my Saturday was absolutely dreadful. I had to cancel the show, and we'll get into that. But I just kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up of what this is going to be about. We are going to talk about the convention because I was able to enjoy one day of the convention and muscle through the third day of the convention but i wasn't there for the second day and uh we'll we'll get into everything <laughs> and all that all at once everything everywhere all at once which is kind of how my saturday was going <laughs> so yeah guys uh let, let's let's just get in to the bri five podcast All right, guys, so I would say long story short, but the long story is really where it's at, man. So Friday, we get to the convention. We show up probably about 2, maybe 3 o'clock. Showed up a little later than we wanted to, but checked into the hotel, was getting things ready, and uh, wasn't able to meet up with uh, our our comic book friends, our podcast friends, Colt 45 Podcast. They were down, I think, at Papacito's. Uh, when we showed up, but by the time Casey and I were ready to hit the convention floor, they had already left. And um, some other friends of ours, a coworker of mine and good good long friend of mine was there at the convention as well. But our timelines didn't really quite meet up on Friday either. And normally on Fridays, what we, me and my wife love to do is just see what's out there, man. Kind of get our feelers on what, what booths we want to really dive into and then just kind of skim some booths. Two are there, and Comic Palooza never fails to have an absolute butt ton of vendors and artists and just all kinds of booths to check out. And in fact, on Friday, I don't even think we got halfway through what we really wanted to ch- like the whole convention. Um, I think we maybe got a, a maybe about a third of the vendor booths on Friday before we had to leave because the other thing was Friday had to be cut short for us because it was my sister's birthday, which we were celebrating in Katy and more on that in a little bit. But as far as what we saw there, there were a couple of booths that we really did like and enjoy. One of them is always my favorite and it's the, it's a Pokemon booth where they make little terrariums, little fake terrariums and they put Pokemon in them. So it's like these nice little scenes and spoiler alert, I finally bought one this year. I finally saved the money. I mean, it was like $55 for the one that I got. The one I really wanted was $80, and I had all three of the Kanto starters. But I just, I don't know. I'm starting to come up with a theme for my office, and it's very Bulbasaur theme. So I stuck with just the Bulbasaur stuff. 
And so we went with that. There was also a lot of 3D print booths, which, I mean, I've seen a rise in 3D print booths throughout the years, but this year there were some heavy hitters. And so I was really excited to check out some of those booths, and I had a couple in mind. And I think Casey, she was really looking for some artwork for the bathroom wall. She and like what she wants to do with her bathroom is make it a little more tattoo themed. So she was kind of looking for prints that fit that mark of like tattoos and other things of that like. So we had like Friday, we had already figured out what we wanted, like or like figured out where we really were hoping to spend our money. And then anything else was just kind of like, you know, icing on the cake. And that's how that went. So after we figured that out, it was almost seven o'clock. And so it was going to take us a little less than an hour to get over to Katie from downtown Houston. So we drove over there and we met my sister. She was having this big party at, it's called Home Run Dugout. Or the the dugout, Home Run, the dugout. I don't know if I'm saying it right because I thought it was just called the dugout. But it turns out like home run is in it somewhere. And I can't remember if it's at the beginning or at the end. Basically, though, that's not the important part. The important part of it is it's basically like top golf, except baseball. So you have all your different bays where you can go in and they have this cool little mechanism where it pops up a little softball in front of you. And then you smack it with a bat, you know, you hit it like like you're taking batting practice in a way, except it doesn't pitch at you like a batting cage. It kind of just pops up in front of you, which is actually kind of nice for me. It seemed a little easier to hit. And then what's what really sets this apart, which really makes it unique, is that in front of you is like a tarp screen, you know, something that you can hit these balls against and not totally destroy them. And on it, they mimic all your favorite major league baseball stadiums without actually having the names on them. Cause I guess they don't have the license, the actual rights licensing rights to the stadiums. But so it feels like you're taking batting practice in your favorite major league parks and you can set it to different difficulties where the easiest difficulty, you can just launch everything out of the ballpark because it's like scaled version of how far you're hitting. And the other difficulty is like major league difficulty where it's, if not very close to actual like literal distance of the stadium. So if you're hitting the ball, if it's projecting you hitting the ball 375 feet, you are hitting the ball 375 feet. Like that's just, and like they use, I guess it's like golf technology. Cause I've seen like drive, like virtual driving ranges. And I'm guessing that's the same type of technology they use here at the dugout to, project how far you're hitting these uh baseball or softballs so it's a lot of fun man and we had a blast while we were and like what's even sorry i got sidetracked but what's even great about this place is not only that it has all these bays they had a live band there playing there's bar and food Mm, excuse me but in the middle of this place is a wiffle ball baseball stadium so it's really great it has all turf filled has a home run fence and everything. And the coolest part about it, there was kids, I guess it was a party, like a baseball team having a party. They were taking swings with wiffle balls. And when they actually hit them over the fence, like a home run, there's a guy back by the scoreboard who sets off fireworks. So like these kids were getting like the ultimate home run derby experience. Every time they'd hit a home run, this dude would shoot off like these sparkler fireworks. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like I was 
super impressed with this place. I've seen it on TikTok, so I'd already kind of known about it, but I'd never been there before. But it was hands down a blast. The experience was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. Music was great. Uh, the beer was great. The food, however, is where our story begins. <laughs> So I decided, uh, me and my wife wanted to split a pulled pork sandwich, which, oh my God, that was amazing. And I also wanted to get a plate of wings, half lemon pepper, half original buffalo. And um, that is where I probably made my grave mistake for the weekend. So things are going great. We're having fun. I've taken a few swings and I'm crushing it, guys. Like when I tell you, I could probably, I like, I feel confident enough if I was using these baseballs and like this bat, I probably could have hit one out of Minute Maid Park. Like, that's how confident I was feeling this night. And probably because I was a couple beers in. I was only two, I only had two beers the whole night, but I drank them like right up front because I wanted to drink, have a nice buzz, and then work it off by the end. That way I drove home sober. And didn't have any issues because the worst thing, I didn't want to hang over. My live show was the next day and I didn't want to risk anything to ruin the live show. So these wings come out and I'm chewing on them. I'm not thinking anything. The sauce is great. Like the lemon pepper sauce is amazing. And the uh, buffalo sauce was great. But my wife notices something and she says, the veins on those chicken look really red. Like they still look bloody. And I don't know if it was the two beers talking or if, like, I truly believe this. But I said, no, I think it's just the light. Like, like you know, veins are a little, like, not bloody, but they look a little red. Maybe brown, like a maroon color. And maybe it's just the lighting makes it look red. In retrospect and in sober sight, this chicken was undercooked. And I killed this plate, guys. I ate all ten wings demolished them felt nothing the whole night except sheer confidence and baseball glory as i kept crushing dingers over this freaking like fence and like we switched to easy mode but i was still they still keep the distance the same it's just now like a hundred foot hit counts as a home run basically they scale your your yardage to like fit whatever stadium for easy mode or whatever and i'm crushing like 450 still like so i am on cloud nine having the time of my life uh, we're watching at, at like when our time was up because we only got two hours in the bays but when our time was up um we went to watch some wiffle ball because they were having a wiffle ball tournament like home run derby had a blast finished it off took group photos i'll probably post the photo on my social media and stuff like that and went went back to the hotel had a great night me and my wife like just talked about how much fun it was started watching tiktok and i think we got home or to the hotel 11 30 maybe midnight immediately crashed out fell asleep and that's how i thought my night was gonna end i was gonna wake up saturday we we're gonna go to the convention we we're gonna have a blast i wake up at 3 a.m and my body immediately knows we're in trouble i first i was thinking Oh God, how do I have such a bad, like, am I drunk? Like, th there's no way. I only had two drinks. And then I start chucking up into the toilet. And guys, this is going to be the grossest thing I've ever said. So if you don't want to hear it, please skip like the next three minutes. But 
it's chicken chunks. Like it is this wings coming out and I can tell you like it was the grossest, nastiest, awfulest thing. And immediately after that, my butt tingled and I knew we're having a fire sale on both ends of my body and it like everything's on clearance and it's got to go. Like it's all got to go before Sunday. <laughs> and so what now that's, that's the end of the nasty, nasty, but what then proceeds to happen is every hour, pretty much on the hour until three in the afternoon, which is when my show was going to be, um, I was just a human fountain of food poisoning and it was awful. I was miserable. I was dizzy. I felt faint. Uh, my wife took the best care of me. Uh, she immediately got like two or three bottles of Gatorade, some water and some crackers, like DoorDash to the hotel room. She was taking care of me in the morning and helping me. I didn't want her anywhere in the bathroom. Like this, I was like this, you can't see this. Like, babe, we've been married for like seven years now. It may be eight. I forget what since 2014. No, no. Yes. 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 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, nine years, almost nine years. Sorry, honey. And I was like, I still have to keep some level of modesty around you. And even though this, this poor bathroom door doing everything it could to keep the noise inside, it couldn't like it was one of those sliding doors. So, you know, it's not fully flush against the wall. So sound just exits it exits like both sides of this door and i'm just thinking to myself like at least she can't see it and like but she can hear everything from my butt to my mouth to the heaving to just everything and when i was done with the chicken it was gatorade coming back out it was water coming out. like i could my entire bowels of my stomach were completely gone i had nothing left by 3 p.m and that i think that's why i stopped vomiting by 3 p.m is because i was completely dry i was out of everything it was everything i could just to stay as hydrated as possible and my poor wife that's all i can think about so why this was gone like i swear it was like every hour i would it would happen on the hour it felt like or maybe like hour 30 like i would go back to bed take a sip of gatorade and some water like whatever my meat my, my poor stomach could handle and then i would just pass out and then i would wake up again in like another hour hour and a half and it would have to go again by i was i was giving myself by noon or one o'clock i said if i'm still feeling this way by one o'clock there's no way i can do the show and I, when i tell you by one o'clock i was the most miserable i have ever felt i like i i after that up chunk moment, I passed out on the bathroom floor. I told Casey, well, no, at this time, I, like at, at 11, I told Casey to go to the convention. I said, look, I have the Gatorade, the water and the crackers. I have everything that I need. I am capable of going to the bathroom and coming back. I told her, just put a pillow in there in case I need to just lay in there. And so that's what I did. I, at one o'clock, that's where I passed out. And I think I woke up again at 1.30. I let the people of Palooza know, hey, I am not going to be able to do my show at 3. I have food poisoning. There's just no absolute way. I am pretty much dead on the bathroom floor 
Well, I didn't say that because I didn't want him to send. I didn't want an ambulance to come because I didn't want to pay for it, <laughs> even though I have great insurance. But I just didn't want that. I didn't want people to see me and stuff like that. And I told uh, my friends in my Instagram group, I have a random, uh, random Rob, random ramblings with Rob, the three R show and Colt 45, those guys. And I let them know, Hey, I am definitely going to, not going to make my three o'clock show. I told the, the convention, like, I'm not going to be there, but there's going to be an open spot. That's basically without saying all those words. That's what I meant. I was like, Hey, I'm not going to be there. And they had a shit spot on Saturday. I think they were 11, yeah, the 11 o'clock in the morning show, which is like an hour after the doors open. So it was a terrible slot to be in. And so they jumped on that opportunity to take my amazing 3 p.m. slot, which to be fair, I did not deserve the 3 p.m. slot. I, I like, look, I love me. I love my podcast. I understand I do not have the following that these guys have. So they definitely deserved my spot more than I deserved my spot, but, and I was happy to give it to him. So Saturday goes by in a blur where finally by maybe seven in the afternoon, I'm just dizzy now, but I can't eat. Like I think Casey had bought Schlotzky's and I just wanted a sandwich with just meat and cheese, like nothing else on it. And the bread was too much. It was like a sourdough, weird, buttery bread. And I was like, no, I just wanted white. I just, no, this is, no. And so all I did was pick off like the ham that was on it. And I ate that. And even then, I think I only ate like three slices of that. And I had maybe like three crackers. But that was all that I could stomach. And I was like, this is going to be my life forever. I thought I was dead. Like, I was like, this, this is my life forever. I can't do this. <laughs> Kill me. Um, Sunday rolls around. Oh, but also my wife had a blast. She was sending me pictures and she got to check out an anime panel that had the voice. Uh, what is his name? Sonny, who is the voice of Krillin. He plays Usopp in One Piece. They had a lot of One Piece American voice actors. They had a girl, the girl who played uh, Nami, whose name is escaping me. And then the the Luffy voice actor and her name also escapes me. And I feel very awful for not remembering them off the top of my head. My wife went. She had a blast. She loves One Piece to death. She was cosplaying as Luffy. Check out my Instagram for those pictures as well. And she got to take a bunch of photos with other One Piece um, cosplayers. And mainly, one everyone loves One Piece. Or a bunch of people love One Piece. But also the new live action Netflix series is going to be coming out later this year, I believe. Like there are maybe not later this year, early next year, but they are filming it. And so everyone's really excited about that. So I think that's kind of like the resurgence of that. And also I watch a little bit of One Piece and where it's at right now in the anime is an, an amazing place. The artwork is awesome. The action is incredible. And so it, it's a blast. I, I recommend watching One Piece. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think you should just go to the beginning and start watching unless you're just hardcore like that. Like, just start picking, like, just start watching the new season and you'll figure it out. <laughs> but my wife had a blast with that. She met up with some friends and she brought me this disturbing little Kirby that I love to death to make me feel better. And it did make me feel a little bit better. So I'm happy. It was a little 3D printed Kirby with like a anime 
lust face. I don't know. Man, man love face. You'll have to go to, it's on my Instagram people. Like the things I'm talking about, just go to my Instagram. Like listen to this episode with my Instagram open. So you can just flip through the pictures as I describe the things. Well, I won't be the, the food poisoning. They will not be described or in photos, but (laughs) so cut to Sunday. I'm finally feeling okay enough to, um, walk the convention floor for a little bit and we had a blast uh, i got to meet up with uh justin from the mind fudge comedy podcast uh met up with uh another guy rob he does things i can't remember if he does a podcast anymore and different rob than the other rob that i mentioned earlier and um unfortunately I wasn't able to meet up with colt 45 they were busy with other things and i was just still not a hundred percent but just good enough to walk around i got to check out a little bit of the full metal combat show where it's guys dressed in full metal knight's armor beating the living shit out of each other which was amazing hilarious it's like what is that medieval times but on steroids because they're using like full-on weapons and halibuts and i thought someone was gonna really get hurt because they were beating the absolute dog shit out of each other. One dude got like full on tackled and the crowd, like this is probably one of the largest crowds I've seen all, all convention. And well, I'd only been there for one and a half days at this point, not even half a day at this point. <laughs> so I guess take that with a grain of salt, but I mean, they had a full, uh, full bleachers, like 360 bleachers and standing room only. Like, that's how big the crowd was, and people were cheering and having a blast, and I was having a blast for the bit that I watched. Uh, Casey and I finally went to the booth that we wanted to get stuff from. She found her tattoo-inspired prints for the bathroom. I got um, my Pokemon terrarium, my Bulbasaur terrarium. I also picked up a 3D-printed Bulbasaur planter that I've been wanting for a while now, and I just didn't want to purchase one off Etsy. So that's like that's my favorite thing about conventions is all the cool Etsy stuff you see, but you don't trust buying things on Etsy, are there at conventions. And so that's like one of my favorite things. But my absolute 100% most favoriteest thing at Comic Palooza every year is to see my friend Ben Humanek. Uh, ben, he's been on past episodes of the BriFi podcast. I'm going to have to either, I want to have him back on. I definitely want to have him back on after reading some of his uh, new new stuff or new to me stuff. But I might play some old episodes of him just coming on the podcast and talking because Ben is such a lovely person. He, one, comic book artist and writer, but he's a fantastic teacher who I wish I would have had someone like him growing up. And I'm not saying that I didn't have good teachers growing up, but I did not have a Ben growing up. And my God, the way that this dude just exudes everything that it means to be a good person and just be exciting and intelligent and someone that just... just his, he demands your attention because he's just that good of a person. Like I can't, I need to have been on here because he needs to hear these things that I say. And I always say these things about him when he's on because I love the man to death, but his artwork and the things that he does are so fantastic. One of my favorite things that he does. And I, I was very unfortunate. I missed the kids this time. He hosts a comic book club, like a creating club at his school that he teaches at. And these kids get together. They do a 
collab every year where they this book it's called um collide they all tell stories and it's all comic book stories it's basically a big uh, what do you call that i was gonna call it a zine i mean it's kind of like a zine but you know a big collaboration amalgam amalgamation no what's the word i'm looking for i don't know almanac no (laughs) but they get together uh, ben's full support of it leads it helps these kids out and like promotes them who you know have aspirations to be comic book writers or artists and stuff like that and i gotta tell you there are some fantastic stories this year there are two in particular that super stand out to me due to the artwork on it and very good storytelling and so i always love telling them about the things that i enjoy so much about these books and normally uh i try to get to talk to the kids a little bit and um i either try to promote them and let them come talk about what it's like being a student of ben or working in the in the program uh but i had food poisoning on saturday so i was unable to see the kids and they weren't there on sunday so it kind of sucked but i got to catch up with ben and that was great and he knew i was sick like he follows me on social media and i loved it because the first thing he said is like oh man how's your tummy like a parent talking to his kids and he made me feel so loved (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I loved it so much. Um, but I did get a cop. Let me see. I got them right here. Let me step back. Okay. So first off, anthology was the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, uh, anthology of original student comics. It's called Collide. Um, like I said, there's, uh, oh, actually there's three stories that I am really, really fond of in here. Uh, due to the artwork and the storytelling. But I did pick up a paperback copy of Brody, uh, Can't Be Broken. It's a graphic novella by Ben. It looks like this awesome like fight manga almost, uh, fight comic book. Love it. It's full color, uh, like magazine size. So I was so stoked to get it. He even signed it for me because Ben's awesome. And one day he's going to be this amazing person. And he deserves... He deserves all the praise, man. It's $15. Uh, You might be able to find it at your local comic book shop. If not, check online. Um, Just type in bro-d, can't be broken. And I think you can find it on Google. I'm not 100% sure. The other thing I grabbed from him is another um, anthology series called Twisting Time. It's by a bunch of different artists, but Ben did a story in here. A lot of the stuff in here is about time travel and so I was really stoked to uh, check that out. His story in here is... Where are you? I don't see it in here. Oh, there, there's a whole bunch of pages. There we go. There's Where's his artwork? One of the Greats by Ben Humanik. I am really bad at saying his name. I'm going to have to ask him how to say it again because I think I've always just called him Humanik. But I don't think that's right. I think that's my stepbrother's last name. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I had a blast on or as much fun as I could have on Sunday. Got to uh, watch a little bit of some podcasts on the podcast stage. It was the Raging Nerds, which had uh, Erica and Justin. And Justin also does the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. I wasn't able to stick around for him and his his uh, other co-host show for that but i watched a bit of the raging nerds they talked about the super mario brothers movie and uh how much they loved it things that they they took away from it 
and uh, what they wanted to see next in other movies. So it was a fun little conversation, a fun little back and forth. Um, by then, though, I, I think my body was finally starting to be like, yo, dude, you're doing too much. Like, you just threw up half your body weight the day before, and you still haven't fully recovered from anything. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I decided to pretty much cut it short there. Uh, we did pick up a couple more things, I believe. She got some shirts, uh, some one-piece things, and some. Uh, she got a jujitsu kaisen sh- I can't even, Jujitsu Kaisen shirt. That was pretty rad. And I got a 3D printed Onyx for RJ. Oh, we also found a, uh, what is that? Gurutama? Gurutama? It's like this little egg creation thing. And there's a Netflix series on it that my son loves. So we picked that up for him. We were going to get him a stuffed magic cart, but the one that we found, and we were like, oh, we'll come back for that later. We thought we hit it pretty well, but someone found it and bought it, so that was kind of sad. Um, Casey also got some stickers for her car that she wanted to get, some anime stickers. So uh, if you see, if you're in my hometown, you see a car with that you could have swore was just plain and now has like some fresh anime waifus on it. That's my wife, <laughs> not mine. That's that's the funny part. Like my wife is the one who collects the waifus. I'm just like, no. Yeah, but I think overall, man, um, the days I did get to go to were a lot of fun. I, I still had a great time at Comic Palooza. I got to uh, check out some of the Retro Gaming World Series a little bit on Sunday. Mostly the ter- tournaments were over by that point, but getting to see some of the old school games, and they had a bunch of like tube TVs and old systems lined up, so that was a blast. Um, I think... Man, I'm trying to think. I I honestly really enjoyed the Full Metal Combat. That was a whole fun experience, and I think a lot of it had to do with the crowd and everyone getting into it. So that was a that was a hell of a lot of fun. I think the biggest find that we had at Comic Palooza because like you always have like that treasure, right? You're the one thing you're looking to find, the one item that's like icing on the cake. So Casey and I for years have been chasing down a game from her childhood and when i tell you that this has felt like a lost cause other than seeing it on ebay for insane amount of prices um like pretty much all hope was lost i I was just gonna like i have an emulator i was just gonna download it through an emulator but even then it's very like i've had difficulty even trying to find it as an emulated game, uh, this, this game of hers. Um, on Saturday, in between vomiting and being passed out, I get a call from Casey. And at first, I thought she was upset. At first, I thought something had gone horribly wrong. And I was like, oh, no, I am in no way, shape, or form capable of saving my wife right now. Like, if Taken happened, I would not Liam Neeson this shit. <laughs> But I soon realized that what I thought were yips and screams of terror were actually cries and tears of joy when she told me that she had found the the, the treasure. She had found the booty that we had been looking for, the pirate's booty that we've been after. And it's a Game Boy Advance game called Hamtaro's Ham Ham Heartbreak. Is a game that I've only been told about 
It's only been described to me through Casey's blissful eyes. And like, this is, if there's one thing, like I am nostalgic about a whole bunch of shit. I love video games. Like I can go on and on about all the games from my childhood. Casey, she's got two games that she likes. Kingdom Hearts and Ham Ham Heartbreak. And when I tell you that her Ham Ham Heartbreak is what every game is to me, all condensed into one game. Like this is this is her thing. This is her Mona Lisa. This is her like library of Alexander. And like this is like the Babel rock or stone or whatever they call it. Like this is it, man. This is this is finding the golden tablets, the Ten Commandments on the golden tablets. Like this was it and she had found it in a small little vendor shop and i we walked by on sunday she she walked me by the vendor shop and we met the guy and she, she told me how excited she was and when i tell you this was just a tiny little shop that just happened to sell some game boy advance games it wasn't like a big old school game vendor it was just a guy selling like all a bunch of different trinkets and then had some like game boy advance stuff too like the fact that she was even able to find it. I I wish I could have been there on Saturday because I wish I could have seen the excitement on her face when she found this game because I can picture it. I can see it now. It's just, her smile was bigger than that of our wedding day. Like she was, when the guy asked her, would you like to purchase this? I know when she said I do, she meant that more than when she was saying it to me eight years ago. <laughs> I had to remember the year again. So that's like, that's how happy I knew she really was when she found this game. So when she called me, squealing, un, un, like, audibly, like, I could, like, you couldn't make out anything. And finally, she says, it's here. The game is here. Ham Ham Heartbreak is here. And then she panicked because she was going to tell me the price of the game. And I told you, we've been looking on eBay and stuff like that. So we have seen outrageous prices the guy was selling it if you look on it and i'm going to post it on instagram so you'll see the picture it says 99 on it and thankfully our best friend uh shana who was there with uh, casey my wife goes that's cents or dollars because i don't know if casey even thought about it but he's like no that's dollars this little game boy advance game cost me a hundred bucks 99 dollars and when I tell you Casey has not put that thing down since the convention, or, well, since we got home from the convention, she pulled out my Game Boy SP, charged it up, and she's been playing it nonstop for the last, what is it, Wednesday now? So th three days since Monday, she's been playing it nonstop. Like, she's almost beaten the game now. I mean, granted, there's probably not much to this game, but she's been playing it from like sunup to sundown and even sometimes well past sundown. Like while I'm trying to sleep, she's playing it in our bed. Thank God we have a king size bed because now I can go sleep all the way on the other side of the bed. I haven't even been playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom as much as she's been playing Ham Ham Heartbreak. She's put more hours into Ham Ham Heartbreak than I have put into this amazing RPG Legend of Zelda game. And she's crushing it. <laughs> And now she wants to play Breath of the Wild so that she can play Tears of the Kingdom because she's like her TikTok has been bombarded just as much as anyone's TikTok about Tears of the Kingdom. And now she's very interested in playing this game because of all the ridiculous stuff that she's seen. But anyway, I would have to say Ham Taro's Ham Ham Heartbreak has been the crowning 
item that we have gotten from the convention this year is the one super important item that we like I said we've been looking for for since I've known Casey or at least since I've been married to her for eight years so finally this is like finding the one piece in one piece so this is like getting the Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball Z this is like beating the Elite Four in Pokemon like this was our championship moment man this is us like lifting the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals, the World Series, the Super Bowl. Like this was us getting that trophy, getting this ham ham heartbreak game for a hundred dollars. And so that was like our big, big achievement. Uh one of my favorite items though has to be the Bulbasaur Terrarium. It's something I've been I've always eyed for like the last three conventions I've been at that because I've seen them. They've been around for a while now. I love the way they look. They're a great little piece to have in your room, and they're fun little uh, decorations. So I am super excited to add this to my uh, shelf of Bulbasaur things. And um, so, yeah, that's my big favorite thing, along with Ben's books. Uh, getting to get uh, comics and artwork is always one of, one of my other favorite things to go for for conventions. I didn't get any originals this time. Normally, I try to get an original piece or a commission done. And typically on Saturday is when I order them. And well, I wasn't there Saturday, so that wasn't happening. So maybe uh, of the artists that I've seen, I have a few business cards. So maybe I'll hit some of them up on their uh, websites and get some artwork done that way. But we'll see. Only time will tell. But that was my comic palooza this year, guys. A little lackluster for me. My wife had a blast. And for the few hours that I was there, I really did enjoy it. Honestly, I'm still not 100% from my food poisoning, even today, oh, this Wednesday, and that was Saturday. I still don't feel right, and I don't like to eat still. Like, I don't know if it's now just a mind thing. Like, my mind is telling my stomach, you better not put that in there. But it is definitely still affecting me and still bothering me, and I'm hoping that it stops soon because <laughs> I miss just growing down like I tentatively ate a little bit of Chinese today and I, I couldn't even eat as much as I wanted to and I was terrified to eat it but I had just a little bit and I went very like very plain with my Chinese just like orange chicken and rice and even then uh, my my right now my body's kind of like ooh, ooh, buddy ooh. I think it's because my stomach hasn't built back the like the stomach acid that it needs. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, guys, that was the, my weekend in Houston at Conk Palooza and the dugout. Dugout's a great experience. Just uh, check your wings, man, don't, and don't just blindly trust chicken. Like that's my from now on, just meat because you you know you can eat like rare steak and be totally fine. Not so much with chicken. <laughs> That's it for the podcast this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Comic Palooza for having me and hosting me, uh, allowing me to participate and giving me the opportunity to do a live show because trust me, guys, that stage that they had for podcasting now, it looks absolutely fantastic. It, it's tragic that I was unable to uh, be a part of it and be on stage this year. Um, did take a few pictures, though, so just go to the Instagram. You can see all of that, and uh, we will... See you guys next week. Bright fire out.